Nobody you want to see play tonight will be playing tonight as the Cavs and Celtics face off. That's not true. Jason Tatum is out uh, for Boston. Robert Williams, who's already been out, and Al Horford are out tonight. And uh, for the Cavaliers, Donovan Mitchell is questionable. There you go. Woo! Woo! Kind of took all the steam right out of that game, well, didn't you it? you started Woo! the show off being all mid. Yeah, but I was honest about it. Okay. You got to carry the show now. Carry the two. No, no, no. Carry the two of us. Well, Nicholas, over the weekend, we had uh, not a lot of great things to talk about, mm-hmm. but there were some good stuff this morning. I do want to bring this up. Okay. So I mentioned this to you before the show. Uh, Friday night, I spent my night at my buddy's house mm-hmm. uh, eating pizza, and we bought the Rough and Rowdy pay-per-view. Nice. How'd yeah. that go? That was fantastic. Uh, from- Dude, it was 30 bucks, mm-hmm. and people were like tweeting me, like, you paid for that garbage? I'm like, hell yeah, I did. Okay, Andrew Hody. Yeah, I felt like Hody. Damn right I did. I mean, here's... Might have been the best two-hour pay-per-view I've ever seen. Show your work. Dude, it's people that don't know how to fight fighting in their one-minute rounds. Mm-hmm. And it's like Portnoy and Big Cat, like, commentating. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. So that actually is the best credit I can give Barstool on, on their pay-per-views is I think they totally get it. I think I yeah, think their the, broadcast of the Barstool Bowl was amazing. Well, I just think the dumbest thing you could do is try and be like a professional broadcasting thing. So instead, just making it fun. Yes, is brilliant. I loved it, every second of it. Now, did the uh, did the chain pizza that you got did that enhance the experience? So, bro, bro, yeah, I got some deep dish Little Caesars, mm-hmm. and it it slaps. We didn't have to mention it, but I'm glad that you... Well, uh, I'm not giving them negative pub. No, that's true. That's I'm, true. I'm not a hot and ready guy. I'm more of a deep dish guy. Mm-hmm. You, take, you call them, you 15 minutes, it's ready. Let me see. Oh, Friday, I had some good za, too. That's good. Yeah. It's a good pizza... I almost said Monday. It's today's. Is it a pizza Monday? No, no, no. If it was you a good, want to order some right now. It was a good... Well, please don't. It's a good pizza weekend. Thinking that's what it. we had. Thinking about it. I think I can do it. Uh... All right, so we got Cavs-Celtics tonight. And going into the weekend, didn't we kind of all want this to be a revenge game? Didn't we kind of all want the Cavs to to have a, an opportunity to answer back so we could feel better about the uh, the, the Cavs' record against uh, teams above 500? Or Because the first game, not the first game, the first game of this year, because they played them uh, uh, last year, same season, but they played them um, late in carry the two. Listen, they played them at the start of the season. The Cavs won both games. They lost because of a pretty gruesome third quarter. Does it take the sting out of this game knowing it, even if you win, it's not gonna it's not gonna have the uh, the revenge factor? I, I don't care. See, you've. By the way, have you looked at the Cavaliers' schedule to end the year? What's with all yes. the back-to-backs against the same teams? I don't know. It is annoying. Did you see that? Yeah, because they got the Heat Wednesday and Friday, right? Yeah. And so that's not even a uh, uh, like a, a traditional back-to-back, but still. But, but the, so they go Heat Wednesday, Friday, and then go Nug or Nuggets uh, Hornets Sunday, Tuesday. Is that one here? Or is that one there? They're or both there. Split? Both there. They're both in Miami. Both in in Charlotte. I don't want. Is that weird to play four games against two teams? I think the schedule makers just got lazy at the end of the season. 
But then do you look further ahead? In in the end of, of the month, you play the Nets on the road Tuesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then you finish the season up. Magic, magic. Did they just get lazy? Four games? That's four, eight, uh, the eight games, right? Eight games, but yeah, yeah four, four different teams back-to-backs. Yeah. That's just lazy. Yeah, that's just somebody somebody put into like a schedule creator and like, looked oh, at we it. Screwed and said, that one up, so they're already there. Just keep them there. Play the game; it'll be fine. See, I think what it is is they looked at it, realized what happened, and then didn't want to to rearrange the schedule. Right? It was the end of the scheduling cycle. They got bored. Not bored. Sorry, they were they were ready to be done making schedules. That's what happened. Yes, I'll tell you this. If I am a young NBA team, or sorry, if I am Kobe or JB, I don't want my guys in South Beach for four straight days. I'm here. I'm hearing you on that. Like Charlotte? All right, that's a sleepy little town. All right, the worst they're going to do is hit two scoops too hard, have too much ice cream, and maybe get a little uh, rumble in the tummy <laughs> on the way back, right? Maybe put on a couple extra pounds before the playoffs. New York? Yeah, that's another one. That I mean, I don't want... I don't want my young guys in any big market that has a reputation for for being open 24 hours uh, a day. No, none of that. Hard pass. That being said, I'm going to take this easy win tonight. <laughs> like, give I me mean, the, the Cavs easy. are favored by like seven now. Yep, give it to me. Even and I, I'm curious at what if Donovan Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell misses the game because uh, of the finger injury he's staying this weekend. And mm-hmm. boy, that's the game. That's the game that, like, oh, it just it just irritates the hell out of me. A little NFL news to pass your way. Uh, the NFL has reinstated Calvin Ridley. Of course, Calvin uh, was the first player we got suspended for gambling last year. He missed all of last year. He's now with the Jaguars after getting traded there. So don't gamble, Calvin. That's all I got. It was only a thousand bucks. He's cost he was making him, like cost him a lot, like a mil. Cost him like a mil. Cost him like a mil. Yeah. But yeah, we're to the point of the season where I don't care the circumstances. I don't care the the context that you can pick apart. Just go get the relatively easy victory. Yeah. And tonight, I, I'm just, I, you know what? I'll start here. Why the hell is anyone in their right mind fretting the New York Knicks? I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I just, I, but I heard like, I, I heard Ken and Anthony talk about, I've heard every show talk about the Knicks and, oh, they're the hottest team in the NBA. And and here's the thing. We do this, and I'm saying we, this is the royal we, this is the NBA media. Every year when the Knicks go on a run, it's like it, it's like uh, Texas or Miami in football or in college football. Are the Knicks back? Is this the year? And listen, I think the Are Knicks... Are the Cowboys back? Yes. like, And I think the Knicks might be good enough to win a playoff series. Like, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying, ah, the Cavs would sweep the Knicks. But I'm also not sitting here and fretting a team whose best player is Jalen Brunson. He's a nice player. He's a good He's NBA a good, player. Good player. He's Terry Rozier. I'm not afraid of scary Terry. In a playoff series, and I think what we're all guilty of doing, what I what I see a lot happening right now, is we confuse regular season success with postseason chances. That's true. And that's happening with two teams right now. 
One is the New York Knicks. The other is the Miami Heat. I still don't want to play the Heat. Because when you get into a seven-game series where the only thing that really matters is upper echelon talent, Jimmy Butler's still really good, as is Bam Adebayo. Those are two top 30 players in the NBA. All right, I don't want that. Give me Julius Randle, who might be the 31st (laughs) best player in the NBA. Give me uh, Jalen Brunson, who might be the uh, 42nd best player in the NBA. That's where my head is at. I'm, I'm with you. Those guys are okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're one of the six best teams in the Eastern Conference. That's nothing to sneeze at. They're kind of who the Cavs were last year, except the Cavs except the Cavs had better high-end talent. They just hadn't reached their ceilings yet with Darius and Evan. Give me the easy dub. But like if the Cavs had been a top six seed last year, given their lack of experience, given their lack of a, a proven killer, they probably would have been an easier out in a seven-game series than like a than like Miami was or like, like you know Philadelphia teams that were also going to be in the top six and mm-hmm. just had a buttload of talent and, and a buttload of experience. I'm so happy to see this. I put out a Twitter poll at Nick Wilson says in Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store, saying that uh, with Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Robert Williams out tonight. What would be more enjoyable as a fan? They actually play, and it's a quality game, greater potential for a loss, or Cavs get the easy dub. And I'm so happy to see 93.3% of votes saying Cavs get the easy dub. I just, I this is my whole thought. I There's a lot of really great NBA action going on. Um, we were talking in the pre-show about the latest Knicks and Celtics game, right? Last night, the back and forth nature of it. The, and, and for the Cavs, like when they do have great back and forth games with another contender, it's great. The first half of that Boston Cavs game last week was awesome. But right now, let's just get to the four seed. <laughs> That's all I care about. I don't, I don't give a damn who you beat, how you beat them. Who's playing? Who's not playing? Just give me every easy dub you can get. Yeah, because uh, I would like to skate into the fourth. Uh, the yeah, fourth seat. I want to. I want to have home court adv- not home court advantage, but home court in first round. Yeah, yeah. We'll I get into that. that later, because I I might have a spicy one on the Cavs here, but the other spicy one is I just don't get why people are sweating the Knicks. I listen. Anybody you play in the first round, if you're the fourth seed or the fifth seed, you should sweat. They're a top six seed in the Eastern Conference. That's sweat worthy. Beyond that, I mean, if I start, all right, let's the three most logical teams that the Cavs could play in the first round: Nets, Knicks, Heat. I still don't want to face the Heat most of all because they scare the hell out of me, and they've got Kevin Love, which doesn't really scare me, but it just makes me nervous because. There's something that will happen that's going to screw the Cavs because we're in Cleveland and, and things like that tend to happen to us. Yeah. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah, and Kevin Love, Kevin Love wants the Cavs. Kevin Love wants to play spoiler for the Cavs. He would, if Kevin Love could have, because it's only going to take one game, right? The Kevin Love game. If you get them in the first round and the, the Heat beat you and Kevin Love has one game where he scores like 18 points and has like a heater where he scores 12 of the points on three-pointers, Yes, it will be a talking point until next year's playoffs. 
It'll yeah. be a sore spot for Cavs fans and alike. But here's the thing. Like, if we say Knicks or Nets, I'd probably say the <clears throat> Knicks are the next team I don't want to face because they've been together for a long time. But neither the Nets nor the Knicks have impact talent. And what matters most in the NBA playoffs are, do you have impact? Do you have, like, star, superstar players? Julius Randle, star. Um... Jalen Brunson, I don't even think he's a star. I, I just think it, he's a really good player. R.J. Barrett, at best a star. Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. I actually think if I'm the Knicks, I don't want to play the Cavs at all. Especially if the Knicks uh, ride this hot hand and they get the four seed and Donovan goes into Madison Square Garden Yep, and just annihilates the Knicks. We're talking... Um, I can't remember if it was two or three years ago where Donovan in the playoffs just was an unstoppable juggernaut. Even though the Jazz weren't good offensively around him, mm-hmm. he just went out there and was dropping like, you know, he had like a 50-point game. He had like this game, like just ridiculous. James Dolan and the brain trust. I'm not saying that the actual Knicks players care or Tom Thibodeau cares. I'm telling you the Knicks brain trust. Don't want that on the home court because James Dolan is a psychopath. That's the kind of thing that gets people fired, even though the Knicks are, again, a respectable NBA team. 216578-0092. Are you buying the Knicks hype? Desmond, just to be clear, Desmond, are you the yeah. Knicks fan that called last week? Yeah, but I, I just want to, yeah, you hung up on me without letting me make my point. Yeah, no, know? wait, real quick, because uh, I'll give you a chance to make your point here. Uh, well, you were talking way too much bleep for a Knicks fan, buddy. For a Knicks I, fan. No, yeah, Nick, yeah, because you haven't won diddly squat in fifty years. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, all you've ever been is a team that has lost a couple times in the NBA Finals. Come on, uh, buddy. I need you to be humble so I can root for the Knicks. Come okay. on. Okay, let's start off with we have twice as many titles as the Cavs. Bing bong, number one. When Nixon was the last four. one, Desmond? Nixon four. When was the last one, Desmond? Seventy-three. Oh. Okay. Wow, how old were you then? Negative 12? I was three years old. You were three years old. Two years now, old. how did you, did they let you have champagne in, as okay. a three-year-old? Can I make my point? Can I make my point? Can I finish? You're, can I finish? You may finish. You're displaying that your utter lack of knowledge of the Knicks. You said Jalen Brunson's our best player? It's still in Flanders, 27 points a game. Our top three score more than your top three. We're a good road team. You're a crap road team. And when you come to the Garden... Desmond, you realize you realize points per game is not the only. Well, real quick, Desmond, you realize points per game is not the best way to determine whether those players are superstars or not. Our top three score more than your top three. Oh, that's it. Shut it down. They score more points. That means they're better. You know Julius Randle's ass. You know Jalen Brunson. Uh, I don't know if he's ass. No, no, no. I'm talking about ass. Like, when you compare Julius Randle to Kevin Durant, he is ass. When you compare Julius Randle to Donovan Mitchell, there's a clear hierarchy of superstars. The Knicks don't even have one of the 20 best players in the NBA. And, Desmond, I'm trying to save you, buddy. I'm trying to save you from doing the things Knicks fans do all the time. Ah, Knicks fans won 10 in a row. Oh, are we going to win a title? You're not. You don't have a superstar player. Julius Randle's scoring a lot of points because nobody else is very good. 
Larry Markkinen might also score 27 points a game with that team. There's a nice team. They play hard. Yes, they absolutely could beat the Cavs in the first round. But that would also, that's a matchup where I'm walking out saying the lesser team, the lesser talented team, won. Doesn't mean we should fear them. Lewis, welcome to the show, bud. Nick, let me tell you, man, if we sleep on the Knicks and we come out lackluster, they'll sneak up on us. They'll beat us. You just you just described every team in the NBA, Lewis. And or sorry, well, every I, I, every I, team I, in the NBA playoffs. I, I'm just saying, you know, we we got to bring that defense. Hey, 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 is Brown and Smart playing today tonight? Uh, I believe, uh, yes, uh, Brown and Smart are playing tonight. Okay, it's a dub, but not an easy dub. We need to wrap up uh, tonight, get a little comfortable lead. Uh, I'll take this gimme. Uh, get a little comfortable lead, wrap up uh, Rubio's minutes, you know, from six furlongs to a mile. And uh, uh, that new sharpshooter we got, let him get some more minutes. Yeah, I'll take this easy dub. I think I think we've reached a point, and thank you for the call, Lewis. Uh, I think we've reached a point where anybody who isn't playing for the Cavs is 10 times better than people who are. Like Sam Merrill was a free agent on March 4th for a reason. And I get it. He is he's a great three-point shooter and the Cavs need more three points. Uh more or sorry, they need to get better and have more success from more beyond the arc. perimeter shooting. Thank you. Good god. You're welcome. It's a mid-Monday. What can we do? However, people being listen, like my back's getting tired here. It's it listen, it should be. I weigh a lot and you, you've been carrying me all show. Let's be honest. Sam Merrill is not make or breaking the Cleveland Cavaliers 2023 season. I can't believe I saw people when they saw the the, the signing were like, we got him. Dude, this is amazing. I saw somebody on Facebook say, he's an NBA champion. I'm like, he's like the 11th guy. Like he's not going to play. I mean, mean, he might a few minutes. I also have to throw myself on the coals here because I was also the person who got like ridiculously upset about Danny Green, who's played approximately seven minutes since the Cavs added him. Yeah, in like nine games. He's but he's an NBA champion. Devin. Welcome to the show, buddy. What you got? Hey Nick, hey Dustin, how's it going? Up, man? Um, just a couple points. Um the, the only way if we were to play the Knicks, and I'm not scared of the Knicks because it's the Knicks and you know I'm trying to enjoy my Chipotle here and it's making me want to puke every time <laughs> I say the word Nick. Um you know I, I think the only way they'd beat us is if they had home court advantage just because we're such a young team, you know, I think that it would be important for the Cavs to get that home court advantage to get, go up 2-0 or even tie it because if they go down 2-0 coming back. I, I don't, I just don't see them be, being that young. I don't see them, you know, handling that well. Mm-hmm. And then another thing, another thing is, is that we need perimeter shooting. I mean, it could be the Knicks. It could be the freaking Pistons. I mean, we need perimeter shootings. I, I mean, that's going to kill us in the playoffs, no matter what team we play on paper, we're better or not. It's going to kill us because, and that's where I'm like looking at Kobe Allman. I get it. You want to keep this team together. I understand that. It's important. But you only got four years, a four year window, five year window. And what, at what point does Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell looked pretty pissed after that Boston loss when he dropped 44 and our perimeter shooting was absolutely garbage. You know, he needs help. And, you know, at some point, that's going to get pretty tiring of him scoring 44 and us getting blown out or us losing games. Due yeah. to not having perimeter shooting. I mean, I think that's fair, uh, Devin. And listen, um, I, there's a couple things. One, I'll start with the next thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think if it, I don't think it matters who the the first round opponent is, if the Cavs don't get uh, home court advantage, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be 
significantly tougher. Like, I would go from picking them in a seven-game series against the Knicks Heat. The Nets, I just I just don't know because they're just they were just reconstructed here recently. But yeah, those two teams, I might go from picking the Cavs to win if they have home court advantage to not picking. That's how decisive that would be. But getting to the perimeter shooting, I think Devin was kind of going to start to point there, Dusty, about maybe the missed opportunity at the deadline. I totally under Listen, there are moves out there that I think would have made the Cavs better in some way. But it makes you wonder whether it would have made them worse in other ways. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like unless you can be a really, really impact defender, JB's not going to play you. So if you trade for a Tim Hardaway Jr., whom I would have loved, if you could have had him as your uh, your your three instead of Karis LeVert, I, that would have been a hell of a lot of fun, even though he's still a little undersized. Um, great three-point shooter. He can fill up buckets. I don't know he's going to be any better as a defender. And JB, see, that this is why Kevin Love isn't here. I don't know JB would have played any of the acquisitions that the Cavs could have made, right? Guys for second-round picks, I don't know he would have played them to the extent that we would want them to be played because I think he cares more about defense than he does three-point shooting right now. And by the way, that might be the well, thing the, that There's a reason why JB. they have, have the number one defensive team in the league. I mean, they put an emphasis on it. And instead of trying to put players out there that can knock down threes, they care more about defending the perimeter. And I, I listen, time will tell as to whether or not this this mindset or this this strategy is going to work in the postseason. Because obviously, in the postseason, you got to play defense. That's like one of the biggest things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like right now, I mean, this is Nick. This year in the NBA, this is the highest scoring league we've we've seen mm-hmm. in like twenty years. Then it kind of feel like scoring, and I'm not trying to go back to. It feels Desmond's like watching goal. all-star games. Yeah, it's not good, but I also don't think most of that scoring is transferable to the playoffs. I, I listen. I, I'm kind of a traditionalist when it comes to the style of ball that's going to make a difference in the playoffs, and it's have a good half-court offense, which the Cavs had have. I mean, that's really kind of their bread and butter offensively, mm-hmm. and play great defense, which the Cavs have done. And I think that's – I think the Cavs are at a great spot right now having lost four of their last six. Where in the same way that Knicks fans are bing-bonging all over everybody's radio station saying we want the Heat, we want the Cavs, we want the whatever because of regular season success, a good run in the regular season, and as foolhardy as that is, I think overreacting to where the Cavs are the last six games is just as foolhardy. I think the Cavs have everything you need to win except experience in the playoffs. So what's going to win out? Style of play, what you're good at, or experience? I have no idea. But I do know that I've seen enough from this team. I'm ready. to Just give me the playoffs. Because anything else that's going to happen is going to make me panic. Yeah. Well, no, seriously. Like, you have 15 games left. It's a relatively easy schedule. No, it's the easiest schedule in the NBA. Just get to the playoffs. Just get that four seed. Just get in there. Sprint. I know everybody's kind of on the same timeline. Just that. Just get to the damn playoffs. Now, my advice to you would be: you got to stop getting people antsy on Twitter. What did I do? I you, you quote tweeted uh, Cleve Ta. Okay. And now people are up in their feelings. Not not at me. Oh no! I just said, hey, comments, Browns fans. All right, that's a very uh, was Anthony it a leading lineup. tweet? 
That's a very Anthony Lima where you ask the leading question and they're like, I didn't say that I wanted that to happen. I did not say that I wanted uh, wanted that to happen. You are, you are, okay, we might as well get into what you're doing here. So Cleve TA sent out a tweet talking about- Is that what they call it? I believe that's what they call it. And we can still do that on Twitter now, even though Twitter was out for a hot second earlier today and everybody was upset about it. I didn't care. However- You cared enough to tweet about it. I cared because everybody kept oh, tweeting. that's right. Take that. Take your medicine. What medicine? I'm going to respond now. That's how no, conversations you, you work. You put out a tweet about Twitter being down. Yeah, but the tweet was making fun of people who are like, oh, I hope Twitter dies. And they sent it out on Twitter and they at any point could stop being on Twitter. Okay. Right? I mean, you still brought attention to it. Yeah, because people are being hypocritical. But you're, That doesn't mean I care about it. You're obsessed with Twitter. Yes, and I don't run from it. You're, Unlike you're, some you're on, of you all who are like, no, oh, bro, I, I'm I, so I, much better I check, than Twitter. I don't check Twitter unless it's like 5 o'clock in the morning I can't sleep. Good for you. Here's here's your cookie. Thank here's you. your Here's your stew with a very hearty roux to it. I feel like I put too much potatoes in it. No such thing. You think so? Well, I mean, listen, there's a meat to potatoes ratio there, that you yeah, do have to hit. That's important. How much meat are we talking? Oh, we did a pound and a half. Yeah, it's not. No, oh, wait, wait, wait. How much? How many potatoes? Ooh, I don't. I don't know. Well, like poundage. You don't even know the poundage of the potatoes. I, I don't. Then how do you know it was too much? I just felt like at the end of the day, there was it was a, like probably a little bit too much potato, 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 potato to meat ratio. Okay. I always err on the side of too much meat. That's what I would say. I'll put in a, a five-pound uh, chuck roast or a five-pound um, pork butt, and then like three and a half pounds of potato. Okay. Because if it's a bone-in roast, you're going to lose probably half a pound with that bone-in anyway. Again, the Nikki Dubs stew special. So back to uh, you ri- uh, riling up folks on Twitter. Basically, by quote tweeting Cleve T.A., who said. Well, yeah. I mean, Cleve T.A.'s got a a take that's, you know, not, you know, universally uh, endorsed. Now, he is an analytics fan, which means he does hate Nick Chubb. That's the rule, right? Most people do. Yeah. Like, if you. Including Paul D. Podesta. If you like analytics, you hate Nick Chubb. It's as simple as that. But Cleve T.A. tweeted out about 40 minutes ago more I think about it, if Andrew Barry can get a second slash early third for Chubb. I think he'd do it. It's not just trade compensation. It's the $19 million of cap savings over the next two years that gets freed up and allows another signing and or trade for a high price vet. Combo pick plus acquisition that makes it worthy. Specific to the price, if you trade Nick Chubb for a third-round pick and try to sell it of we're saving $19 million in cap space, even though, by the way, Cleve TA, it's a valid thought. That is how NFL teams think. The Browns would take the biggest PR loss you possibly have. I think Nick is the most popular Cleveland Browns player. And for a team that might already be a little worried about the natives getting restless, trading Nick Chubb, I think, would automatically put Andrew Barry with the hottest seat in Cleveland. You think so? He's not. Yeah, Nick Chubb isn't the fourth most favorite Browns player right now. He's not the tenth most. 
He's the number one most popular. Like, you could trade a player at a more desirable position like Denzel. Denzel Ward is from here. And I don't think – and you probably could get more for Denzel, mm-hmm. even though I don't think they should. And even then, I don't think it's going to be half the snafu, half of the kerfuffle that trading Nick Chubb would be. For a third-round pick, that's a tough sell. I I would do it for a second. I mean, what are we talking about? Like, Christian McCaffrey went for the 62nd pick, which is technically a second-rounder. Right. And the 94th pick, and then two late fourth-rounders. Er, sorry, a late fourth and a late fifth. So they traded one of the most prolific and well-rounded running backs in the NFL yep. for picks that weren't in the top 60. Like, that just doesn't... And and also, who's going to give up a second-rounder for The only reason him? I even entertain this is because I do feel like in this offense, with this team, with the way they're built, and knowing who's running the show, like, Nick Chubb doesn't really have the value here that he would have somewhere else. I don't know he would have that value somewhere else. And that that's an I don't know. That's not a, a leading question, a slippery wizardism. Like, I don't know what his value is given his age um, and how the NFL views running backs over the age of 27, 27 or older, and guys who have um, who are who are not as well dimensioned as Christian McCaffrey. I just feel like it's kind of something that we can talk about that piss everybody off. Yeah. I mean, if anybody would have the stones to do it, I guess it would be Andrew Barry. But like, whatever player you get. With the 48th pick in the draft, I don't think can have the kind of instant impact next year as Nick Chubb. 